podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball. 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 Here's our hosts. Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. All right. Welcome to Coaching Youth Hoops. Episode 23. 23. 23. Good number. It's a great number. I mean, think about that, right? We've come... You know, it's 23 episodes started, you know, a few months ago. A lot yeah. has happened since. That's a retired jersey in my program. Oh, yeah? Who? Yeah. So, uh, Wesley Matthews. Anybody that oh. wins, anybody that's, so I've had four Mr. Basketballs. If you're Mr. Basketball, I mm. retire your jersey. Now, is it officially retired? No, because we don't do that, but I just don't buy the jersey. <laughs> uh, right, right, so, right, right. No it doesn't get worn. hung in the rafters. It doesn't get hung in the rafters or anything. But no one's worn those jersey numbers since they oh, became Mr. Basketball. And you've had four over the years. At wow. four. That's incredible. It is. It's, yeah. yeah. It's good players. Yeah. Um, all right. So what's this week's topic? We're talking about, so now that uh, evaluations for a lot of coaches are coming up, picking their teams for the fall, youth teams, et cetera, uh, we're talking about, how to help parents be positive role models uh, for your youth, your your youth teams? Because as any coach knows, has been coaching a little bit. Uh, parents play a big role in the success of your program, and you know the joke is always, you know, you don't you don't uh, pick the players, you pick the parents of uh, <laughs> those players to be on your team, right? The ones that are going to be helpful the ones that are going to be supportive, right? Right. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to talk about how do we how do we help as a coach help parents be positive role models. And and, I, and from yeah. last week's from last week's episode when we talked about evaluations, mm-hmm. I think it's really hard to separate the two entities. To separate the parent from the parent child. Support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. You got to be conscious of that separation that last week was talking about evaluation and tryouts and picking the right team and picking the players. Yeah. And we, we're human. So I think that that parent thing sneaks in sometimes and, and, and you're really picking the player and then you have to learn to hopefully deal with them. But there's, there's some cross there. I think that we'd be, we'd be um, remiss if we didn't talk about it a little bit. Yeah. 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 And, and some of the things that I've done in the, what I don't want it to do as a, as a coach and even approaching this podcast is you could get really negative on this subject and say parents are a pain and they ruin the blah, blah, blah. We've all heard this and we probably have all have experienced this, but let's flip it. Like how do we deal with, should we call them aggressive parents? Um, you know, you, we have, you have to think about this and think about it. If you have your own children, they're the most precious thing in your world and you always want the best for them and you know sitting in the stands what you think is best for them is more playing time more court time and etc right 
um, from a coach's perspective, and you are in the inside of your day-to-day practices, uh, you know how that child performs, how they perform a particular task. Did they show up for practice or not, right? Do they know the plays that you've worked on? Do they just come on game days, right? And then, you know, you have to adjust your schedule. Well, parents just say, well, I'm here. I signed up. My child should be playing. And when they approach you, how do you deal with that? So what I always did, and even at the youth level, third through eighth grade is, I had a parent meeting and I said, here are my rules, right? And we went through the rules of the team, not just for them, but overall, what my expectations were. Um, and some, some people, I didn't, which I didn't care, thought it was overkill, but on the same side, it's like I got that structure up front, right? And then anytime anyone said, complained, I always turned that into a positive and said, oh my gosh, you sound so passionate about that subject. Why don't you come to practice and uh, and work with us on that? Teach that. Um, we practice, you know, hour and a half, hour, whatever, two to three days a week. Um, and then you can sit on the sidelines with us as well and maybe take stats on that particular thing. I haven't haven't yet have a parent take me up on that. The high school level, I bet you would. That's the problem. Well, I think I you would. Yeah. Uh, no, I think I, there's two things. I think first of all, parent. Everyone should have a parent meeting. You should also yeah. just like the players. We want to teach them how to do things. I think yeah. you you not that you're going to teach a 45 year old how to do things, but I think you have to spell out that your biggest job is to be your kid's biggest cheerleader and and fan. Don't worry about the X's and O's. Don't worry about how many baskets you are. The first thing out of your mouth when they walk over should be, oh, it was so much fun watching you play today. Gosh, that was great. Oh, I bet you had a lot of fun. It should not be, well, you weren't using your left hand enough or you weren't attacking. No, you should be. So I think as parents, as a coach, we have to coach the parents about what they should be. I mean, there, and I'm going to do this with my high school team this year. It's like because I have a couple of parents that I I want them to be fans. I don't want them to be coaches. I want them to be right. fans. Enjoy watching your. I mean, I wish I could go back and watch my kid again. Um, go back and watch them. Be their biggest fan. Be their biggest supporter. Don't be their coach. They already have a coach. <laughs> um, and yeah. and and again, the example I gave is. I mean, you could, if you really want to go, you could pull a parent up and say, here's the way you should interact. Like, I mean, that the, the psychology and the science behind it does that do not make it a negative. You didn't do this when they come over. It should be, I enjoy, I love watching you play. I love watching you give it all in your team and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think that's the first thing. The second thing is I think you have to over communicate to parents um from someone that's coached for 35 years what does that mean over communicate so let them know everything that's going on when practices are how practices are going to work when we're going to be done you know what's expected of the parents what's expected of the players i mean you probably can't send too many emails (laughs) uh because most problems occur because they didn't know practice was changing. They didn't know that they were expected to be at the tournament. And again, some of that might cause some conflict initially, yeah. but it's going to be less. It's going to be a, if there is such a thing, a better conflict than a worse conflict when they didn't know that the tournament got changed the next weekend. 
And do you use any of the software out there, like Team Snap, to manage your, even your high school team? I don't. I'm and, and we're, I'm looking for a good one. Uh, I I know there's a bunch out there. Yeah. Um, with our players, my assistant coach does a lot of the Snapchatting because I don't. I'm old. Um, they don't they don't really do emails and stuff. But again, with parents and going back to the parent part, emailing, you should probably do it more than once too. If your inbox looks like my inbox, yeah. like, hey, next week's tournament is changing from the morning to the afternoon. I'll send it on Monday. I'll send it on Wednesday. I'll send it on Friday. Yeah. Hopefully, one of those three gets through and yeah. opened. And if it and if they've already read it, they're just going to trash it anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, and I've no one's ever complained about over me over emailing or over communicating. I don't know. I just think that's a big thing. I think you're right on with that. You, you can't you can't say enough. And you know, we use uh, we use one of those tools. We use TeamSnap to manage our K through you know twelve teams. And anytime the schedule right gets gets updated, it's integrated within their calendar. So that's one point of communication. But I think the other, or in addition to that, is. Uh, sharing with them and we're going to dive into some of this next week too is who are you as a coach what's your philosophy right so there's 101 ways we always say there's 101 ways to coach this game parent in the stand knows their influence in the way that they maybe have experienced the game and you're you come from a, a different interpretation have a different philosophy doesn't mean you're right doesn't mean they're right it's just a different way of approaching the game and teaching the game so when they're a lot of a lot of times that comes from um you know the parent is looking at the game saying well why don't you do this why don't you do that and i think the other thing is just that is part of your communication is who you are as a coach and what you believe in and what your philosophy is you don't have to go deep into it but just give an overview um that will save a lot of discussion yeah like who are you as a coach is a, yeah. i think that's an important thing and i just think it is it's like um and especially at the youth level it's all about and we've said that i'll say we'll say this a billion times as a youth coach you should never be the kid's last coach yeah. so it's about that relationship and the relationship isn't only about the kids especially when they're 10 it's about the parent the relationship parents, yeah. too um and if the parents are, the kid might give it up and not want to because the parents aren't having a great experience about it either. So, um, yeah, it's just I think there's a there's a window there with that. I think. Well, let's talk about playing time too. That's obviously the biggest one, right? Make sure you uh, detail out if your league, some leagues, like I know ours, always had playing time rules. Make sure the parents understand what that means um, and how you will do rotations. Now, from a coach's perspective, you're teaching a youth, every kid should play, you know, as much as possible, much that makes sense. You know, the, the issue that we always ran into is players didn't come to practice and they showed up for the game, but you, yeah. and then you still had that playtime rule, right? Where you had to play them if they were there, but they didn't come to any of the practices. And that's, a, that's a tough thing. And you just, Follow the rule in that particular case. Play them that you know if they're not showing up for practice, play them the minimum you have to. So the you rewarding the players that have been showing up for practice. Um, but again, communicate playing time how you're going to do it. Uh, if you don't have any you know rules in place the uh, with the league that you're in, huge thing. 
it's a huge thing. All right. Anything else, coach? Um, again, I, let's recap. So, uh, explain everything over communicate, uh, explain your playing time, talk about your philosophy with your parents. And this all just goes back to the communication piece. Really. It's just tell them your philosophies, your thinking, your playing time rules, et cetera. And you'll solve a lot of those have a 24 hour rule. Don't talk to me after, you know, wait 24 hours. If you're upset, uh, you know, maybe even, uh, uh, yeah, I know you do. That's the high school I do as well. And did a, I always did at the grade school level is both child and parent are present in right. the, in those discussions because you know Johnny and Sally know what's going on in practice, and the parents Doesn't. don't. Right. right so <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, how long have you been married, Coach? It'll be uh, actually next week, Sunday, twenty three years. 23 and I've been 24 and coach and I can tell you communication. If you don't communicate. Yeah. So that's a life lesson. We're giving all the youth coaches life lessons because there might be some <laughs> yeah. out there. You better talk to your spouse. That's right. <laughs> all right. Till next all week. Right, coach. coach. Till next. Sports Social Podcast Network.